Hello, and welcome to Financial GPS Mama. My name's Heather Stokes, and I'm your host. We're going to talk about how to create a path to financial wellness and navigate to financial freedom. Let's face it, we don't plan to fail, we fail to plan. Through faith, focus, and financial growth, you can build a legacy. So let's get started. What we're gonna learn here is you can't let a day go by that you're not working towards your goals and you can't let a day get the best of you because each day adds up to a better tomorrow. As long as we're doing it and handling it the right way. So let's talk about wealth management. And the first thing I want you to do is understand that wealth is a mindset, okay? And wealth are goals. And wealth building, we're gonna look at the definition in a minute, is not just for the wealthy. The idea of building wealth is something all of us can do any of us can do. And as long as we put our correct thinking cap on our mind and our goals, and we're working towards something, it's definitely achievable. And it's definitely something we need to put towards our future generation. We need to have conversations with our children. We need to make sure that they understand the idea of wealth and how to obtain it, how to keep it, and how to pass it along to their kids. And let's set up our children to be in a better position than we were set up in and a better position to move forward because life is uncertain and our future is uncertain. And Lord knows there's so much going on in the world right now and in our country, who knows what's what, but what we can do is control what is ours. Learn learning how to manage our budget in a way that can put us in a different position and put our children in a different position and their children's children in a different position. So first thing I'm gonna do is look at the definition of wealth building because I just want you guys to see this. So wealth building is the process of generating long-term income through multiple sources. I don't know if you saw my post the other day, but one thing that was said in Forbes magazine is that most millionaires, according to the IRS, uh, paperwork shows that they have five to seven sources of income. So that's those multiple sources of income. This refers to more than just job-based income. And instead of including just savings, we have investments and other income generating assets. The wealth building definition relies on proper financial planning and insight into one's future goals. So there goes that planning and goals that I'm always talking about, right? So if we want to get to wealth, we have to think like the wealthy and think differently than we may have been taught growing up. So you may have seen this post. Let's talk about this, the six laws of wealth. The first law of wealth is keep part of all earnings. Okay, so save at least 10% of your income. So remember when we talked about before, or if you weren't with us before, when I talk about having that emergency fund, having that savings. Um, so typically in a perfect ideal world, 10% of your earned income, you would put aside into savings. And then you would also have an additional emergency account that should be anywhere from two to three times what your monthly bills are in case something happens with your job, in case something happens with the house, in case something happens with the car, you're not pulling from that savings you're not pulling from your income, you're not pulling from your credit cards, you're pulling from that emergency account. So savings is a big part of it. And that's something we all have to work on. And sometimes it seems hard and impossible, but little bits, little bits, and you can contact me at any time, little bits. Um, I have some different techniques you can use, but even just working on saving, you know, 
$25 a week and then building up to $50 a week and then building up to $75 a week. All those little bits will add up. And before you know it, you're going to be easily saving 10% of your income, easily having your emergency account, as well as having extra money for investments. So the second law of wealth is put your savings to work for you. And you know, I say this all the time, invest, invest, invest. What does that mean? You want your money to work for you. Okay, so we work hard for our money and we need to put it into a different vehicle to continue to multiply for us and for our families, right? So we need to be looking at mutual funds. We need to look at Roths. We need to be looking at different vehicles we can put our money into that'll allow it to multiply. We don't wanna put it just into one thing or go on a hope and a dream for crypto. You need to diversify your investment plans, okay? So the third law of wealth is to avoid debt. Now, hey, we've all been in debt before and it's okay. We've all had to go into those deep, dark places, or at least most of us have. And especially after this hard year and a half we just went through, you may have found yourself in a position where you had to go and dig into those credit cards that you normally don't even think about using. But the reality is the poor pay interest and the rich or the wealthy earn interest. And this is a true statement, okay? So if you do have debt, what you need to do is sit down with me or with some type of financial planner and make a plan on how you are going to get debt free. And every time you get to a position where you've paid something off and debt stacking is something we've talked about before and I'd be happy to talk to you again or on an individual basis, the debt stacking will allow you to get there. And every time you pay something off, it frees up money for you to invest. So the goal would be to say, this is how much debt I have. This is how much I'm paying an in interest. Imagine if I was getting that interest and investing that interest every month. And what would that look like? And I think when you really sit down with the calculators and you really start to see I'm paying 28% on this credit card and that 28% could be going into an investment that then would be turning over and making more money, it all becomes very clear on what you need to be doing. So the fourth law of wealth, don't speculate and get rich schemes. Okay, invest in solid business that lasts long-term. And you know, you hear me say that a lot. I mean, you know, it's, it's you know, financially sexy or savvy to say, oh, I'm gonna go in this hedge fund or, um, you know, hear the, the really extremely well talk about hedge funds. You hear people talk about crypto and things like that. Listen, if you have extra money and you have that kind of money and you wanna go invest those things, go right ahead but treat that money as the money that you would normally go on vacation with or go to the casino with and just go have fun. And if you make money, you make money, that's great. But those don't need to be your main sources of income or wealth building or investing that's supposed to multiply into something else, okay? Those need to be solid investments. They need to be things that are on the stock market. They need to be mutual funds. They need to be a managed account that has long-term standings and long-term goals and that you know is, is going to exist in the future. Um, you know, taking those risks are, are for 
although they can pay out sometimes, are for the extra money that we're not trying to use to change our, our future or our path. Okay, the fifth law of wealth is invest in yourself, okay? Gain knowledge and skills to increase your earning power. So that's where I say it's really important for me with my clients to sit down and do a complete financial needs assessment, to look at the entire picture, to decide exactly where you're losing money, where you're gaining money, and where you could be gaining money. So our goal is to always treat it as this is where you're at, GPS, like a map, where do you need to go? Now let's talk about where you want to go and how you can get there because it is possible, it's very possible. But if you don't have that plan, you're, you're just, you're never gonna get there. Let's be real, right? So, and also there's other avenues. Just like I said before, most extremely wealthy people have five to seven streams of income, okay? And they're passing that five to seven streams of income onto their children and their children's children. And that's where you get that generational wealth, okay? So maybe you weren't born into a, a, a rich family. I wasn't either. I was born into the working class and I still am in the working class, but I'm working towards getting out of that position, being in a wealthy position and being in a position where I can teach my children to start out at another level and to even go further than I was able to do. And hopefully they will pass that on to their children. And that is generational wealth. So, the sixth law of wealth is safeguard your growing fortune. With diversification, like we've been talking about, money here, money there, but legitimate sources, legitimately growing, and insurance. You know I say this because I'm a life insurance agent, but I'm also, you know, a financial advisor. So Insurance is very, very important, okay? Because we can have all these wonderful plans and we can work through these amazing goals and we can help you accomplish things you didn't know was possible. But along the way, if something happens, all those just fall by the wayside without the insurance to support it, okay? So say you're driving down the road, you have car insurance and the other person doesn't, you get into an accident. We all know what kind of mess that is. but. If you're working towards goals, right, for yourself and your family, and something happens and you pass away and you don't have the insurance to back up that, you and your family are in a very dire situation that they don't need to be in. This isn't life insurance, it's income protection. And especially if you're the breadwinner or the half breadwinner, <laughs> that's half the income out of the home that's not there. All those plans that you and your husband or wife had, how are they gonna accomplish them without you there, without your income there, without your portion of those investments there? And I'll tell you what, just because you have life insurance, you need to get on to my Zoom on Friday. We're gonna be talking about estate planning and life insurance. And just because we have insurance, just because we have a mutual fund and we listed our beneficiaries on it, just because we think we have it done, if you don't have those ducks in the correct row, if you haven't updated your estate plan, your money and all of these investments could end up in probate and end up with the state. 
and your family fighting for it. I spent a great deal of my week last week helping two lifelong friends who lost their fathers and each one of them thought they had more time and they didn't have everything planned out and now they're fighting with ex-wives and aunts and uncles about who gets what and it's going to cost them a lot of money to fight this out and a lot of time wasted when really everybody needs to be focused on grieving and moving on emotionally and not have to be faced with all these extra fees and not have to be faced with arguing and that is completely avoidable um, with insurance and estate planning. So we will go down that rabbit hole another day. I want to talk about wealth and wealth building right now. So let's look at a couple themes and then I'm going to play a video. Okay. So make sure you have your pens and paper out for the video and let me just take some notes here too. Okay, so let's look at this. I want you to understand there's some themes changing. That's why I'm bringing this up. So right now, you know, Biden has different tax themes going through and I want you to look at, and we're gonna talk a lot about this on Friday, but this is just kind of a blurb. So according to the legislature under the new tax, if your household makes over 450,000, you are gonna have a significant tax increase, okay? And if you're head of household, maybe, you know, your, the husband works or the wife works, the other one stays at home. But if you even had a household over 425, that could be a problem. And then married individuals finally separate 225,000, you're definitely going to see an increase. And so I want people to know is that there are some creative ways to maneuver around that. But I want you to look at the, the bottom line here. And to estates and trust over $12,500, okay. And a state or trust can very easily go over $12,500. So the difference it could make by not properly planning out in your estate for how the money gets down to your children and grandchildren or even great-grandchildren could mean imposing a great deal of taxes on them and them losing you know, 20% of property assets in cash if it's not written correctly. So I do want people to safeguard themselves by being aware on some of the changes, and we'll talk more about this on Friday, but be aware of some of the changes that are coming through that could affect your house or your family. Okay, so if you say, hey, I've got a 401k at work, I really, you know, that's my investment plan, whatever, okay great i'm glad you have a 401k you should that's part of your diversification that's wonderful if for some reason you leave your job uh, or maybe you had a job 20 years ago or maybe you had a job and you were there for a couple of years but you left uh, you didn't leave on great terms and you think oh, i'm not i don't know that there's anything there you need to find out you need to check don't leave old 401ks behind these accounts can live on long past your last day of work and so before you head out talk to your hr or the investment firm managers of your accounts if you can get the name of the company you know you can call them and talk to them yourself you don't even have to deal with your old employer and they can help you roll that money over into a new employer 401k or maybe your even own solo retirement account savings and i say this because again i experienced this this past week 
In fact, um, twice I had one person whose mother had passed. They didn't think she had anything. And then somehow they found out about this old 401k from a a job. And um, they were able to, again, they had to go down and file through prayer rate and get named next of Ken and that cost money and time. But eventually they were able to get that retirement account cashed out to um, them and give to the grandchildren. And that was, you know, really helpful. They didn't expect that at all. Um, but again, if she'd kept up with that, she may have been able to put it somewhere else, make it grow or leave it to them. They wouldn't have had all those headaches. I want to thank you for going on this journey today and commend you for taking the time to build towards your future wealth. Join me for more money tips and tricks at my Facebook group, Financially Focused Families. Follow me on Instagram, Heather's Financial Focus, or check up with me on LinkedIn, Heather Stokes-Benton, Legacy Builder, Wealth Navigator. Your financial future has never been more important. Let's get started today.